It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romain Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromain.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromain.com. Trevor Romain, no E at the end of Romain, Dot com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world? It's your girl here. We have heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching right now, hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell everyone about this podcast, about this show. I have an amazing person on with me today. I have known her. I'm really not trying to tell her my age, but I'm just going to just go there with my age. I just saw her blossom into this amazing um, young child to now this amazing woman with uh, her own family. She's an amazing mom, a wife, a motivational and inspirational speaker. Uh, If you need someone to pray for you, she is a prayer warrior. And we're gonna be talking to her today because there's just so much that's going on and people are, are so anxious to get back to the normalcy of what is what was 2020 now into 2021. 
and just don't have that um, connection of confidence and don't have that connection of motivation for themselves. And she has put out, um, if, you, if you follow her on Facebook, you've seen her. And if you're not, you're going to want to follow her because she'll drop her social handles at the end. Some amazing videos, some Facebook lives, uh, some questions that will just make you sit there and think about where you are in your space. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing um, with your purpose? And I'm so proud of her. And I'm so happy she said yes of coming on this show. Um, She's just absolutely amazing. And I'm excited to have Lauren Singleton in the house. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, who is that? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching right now on YouTube, you can see that Lauren has on an amazing red lipstick. So I know people are going to ask, what are you wearing? I feel like we're on the red carpet. I'm like, girl, what are you wearing? So <laughs> give us the deets on the lipstick because it absolutely looks fantastic on you. Thank you. So this is like my um, bread and butter for mask wearing. It is called DNM lip liquid lipstick. I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is like the cherry color. It is not something that you get at the at the department store that I know of. I found mm -hmm. it on Amazon. Oh, um, I left her lip gloss in my purse, and I was like, hmm, let me try this. It was a totally different color. I thought, oh my gosh, this formula is crazy. I ordered some and now it's like my go-to. Okay, well, you need to keep it as your go-to because it absolutely looks fantastic. And people that are not watching on YouTube and I hope they do, they're missing out right now because she is looking absolutely fantastic. And so uh, Lauren and I are from the great state of Michigan and from a city that is near and dear to us, Lansing, a small city, capital city. We absolutely love and rep our city. I'm here now in Texas. Well, right now it's a chilly 96 degrees today. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, air conditioning. I, I thank the Lord for it every single day. So um, Lauren has, and like I said at the top of the show, Lauren has put out these amazing videos that I find encouraging for myself because when you um, follow somebody that uh, makes you think and makes you reflect on what you have going on in your own life, in your own space, in your own circle. Lauren is that person that does that. And I want to ask you, Lauren, because coming out of 2020, we're halfway through 2021 now. And I know that during those times, even though if you've gone on, on, on camera and, you know, has said some amazing motivational stuff and people have been like, oh my gosh, Lauren, thank you for saying that. It's coming, it's kind of, you know, it's coming on time and I appreciate the word that you drop in. It's amazing, it's on time. But how did you, as a person that's balancing your kids being at home, I think you had both of your kids are in school or one of them that was in school that, you know, couldn't go back to school. You know, you being a boss, you being a wife, you being a mom, balancing all of that in 2020, and I want you to share with everybody that's watching and listening how you've gone through that difficult year and what you learned about yourself uh, coming now into, like we just said, halfway through 2021. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. Um, yeah. 2020 was definitely a year that would either make you or break you. And I'm just so thankful that I feel like it actually did both. Mm -hmm. um, I... Just to kind of give a backstory, so you talk about me being a boss, like I, I would only really consider my boss a boss maybe the last year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm the executive director of a local nonprofit called Aspire Relationship Education, and I actually started that role January 1st of 2020. And so this 
kind of position that I thought I was walking into completely flipped upside down when the pandemic hit and schools were closed because we typically do a lot of our programming in schools and all of it was face-to-face prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, you know, figuring out, okay, I'm balancing this, you know, I'm getting my rhythm. I just had a thyroidectomy, which kind of shifted my entire body. Oh, wow. Like, okay, I can do this. Like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And then everything's flipped up upside down. I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, I really had to take a look at my different roles and what were the priorities in the moment like what is the like the absolute like have to do have to be have to show up in this moment and a lot of things that I was doing prior to you know the world shutting down really went on the back burner because I always say charity starts at home and spreads abroad and so I knew if I feel like everything was flipped upside down my children definitely do Mm -hmm. Um, the children that we serve definitely do my husband definitely does and so that was my first thing, like, how can I support my family? How can I create some type of normalcy for my kids and my husband? How can he feel supported to be able to actually carry out all the roles that he occupies? Um, and then from there, everything else followed beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really just about taking it step by step in the moment, day by day and saying, okay, I can do this because this is how I need to show up right now. Right. And, and being present, and I think that is so key, is all of the stuff that's happening around us and everything. What are we, how are we going to act in that moment? How are we going to be in that moment? And how do, are we going to handle what we got going on around us? Uh, because I, I tell you what, there has been just so much, uh, whether it be we see, you know, famous people in the news um, talking uh, unfortunate situations taking place of, you know, them harming themselves or your know, suicide rates going up, uh, the high divorce rate going up. Um, you know, it just, I mean, well-known people that you would think on the outside had nothing going, you know, they didn't have anything of that severity going on with them. It looked like that they had their whole life together and just seeing the unfortunate collapse of what one year, one pandemic year caused through all of that. And, and you're so right when you say, you, did, you know, the, what are we gonna do when we have those moments? Are we gonna rise above the crisis? Are we gonna rise above the, the issues that we have going on? I wanna know from you because uh, you are a person that does inspire people. You inspire young, young girls and, and you're a mentor and everything else. Did your phone literally ring off the hook for people that you did uh, motivate and, and mentor and everything else? Like Lauren, I'm not used to staying at home. I'm used to being out. I'm used to traveling. I'm used to doing this. I, I need some kind of encouragement. I need some kind of direction. I mean, I'm sure it did because you know, reading what you sent me, I'm like, okay, her she had to be mad busy, you know, <laughs> trying to keep people from not, you know, going and escalating their stress level up to here, and you know, trying to keep them even keel. Yes. And I don't think it stopped. It just wasn't going off the hook. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, I think it was COVID made us stop and look at what we were dealing with. Like Mm -hmm. it magnified the things that were on the inside of us. You know, I would say like, if you want to ignore what's happening right in front of you, stay busy and stay distracted. When we're at home, we can't really 
we can stay busy. Like, you know, people were working 12, 14 hour days, like productivity was through the roof, you know, across the world when it came mm -hmm. to remote work, um, people's work-life balance was all over the place. But when it came to our own personal stuff, we had nowhere to go to distract us from it. Mm -hmm. And so being that person that a lot of people go to, whether it's youth or, or their parents or, you know, different leaders throughout the community, my phone was was and is always blowing up with mm -hmm. just questions or just wanting to feel settled in what it is that they feel like their heart is telling them to do um, or even feeling okay with responding to like different things that are changing and like trying not to really take on shame because sometimes like our responses to things if we feel like it's not the perfect response we can take shame on mm -hmm. and so people felt this big pressure through the pandemic to respond perfectly like responding perfectly to social, you know, unrest and civil unrest or responding perfectly to um, all of the craziness that was going on politically and all of that. Like, it wasn't necessarily about responding perfectly. It was about identifying, like, how you're responding, uh, evaluating, like, is this actually, is this healthy? Like, is this helpful? Is this productive? And then going from there. And so it was really a lot of coaching people through some of those things. Mm -hmm. um, or even, you know, if they were mentally having some challenges, like, like having mental breakdowns because they're stuck in the house or now they're realizing like me and my relationships aren't as healthy as they need to be for us to be stuck in this house together. Um, really kind of being that settling force. But I always, I always lean back on the word, like what does the word say about mm -hmm. a situation or what does the word say about this person and just kind of speaking that because there's nothing really that I can come up with, mm -hmm. in my opinion, that would be yeah. more transformative than just sowing the word into their heart, whether mm -hmm. I say it overtly and give them a scripture reference, which I'm not very good at, um, or I just tell them, like tell them what the word says about them um, mm -hmm. and just staying that supportive person that they can call. But through that, still dealing with my own stuff because again, like it magnified all of our stuff. And so it magnified the things that I needed to deal with and the responses that I needed to shift in. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, that kind of like, just keep going. What can I do in the moment to like, keep going? Because um, everybody, I, I think that's so good that you were there for people that needed, um, I, I don't want to use the word advice, but needed that encouragement, needed that, you know, that comfort, that word. Um, I think that encouragement and advice for me, I, I believe wholeheartedly they're two different things. Yeah. Um, I think encouragement, when, some, when someone encourages somebody and they give that encouraging word that builds them up and, and gives them hope in, in, in such a dark time, in such a dark place. Uh, whereas advice, I just feel it's just words and, you know, they all have to figure it out and that is it. Uh, with you, and I believe that mentorship, mentorship is so important, you balancing all of that, who was your mentor or who was your mentors during that time or who still is your mentor? Because uh, I mean, you're encouraging so many people, the encourager needs encouragement. So who, who, is, your, <laughs> who is your encourager? Who is your mentor? So that's the best question I think I've heard all year. Um, I actually, my mentorship shifted completely last year. Mm -hmm. It's everything that was happening. And again, everybody's mess on display and relationship shifting and everything else. Probably one of the biggest losses that I took was actually losing my mentor. Um, like my, like who I would have normally called if I was 
like really dealing with something and needed somebody to ask me a question to help me identify like why I was responding the way that I was. And then I could shift from there. Like I lost that person and it was super tough. And so that was hard. But what was really cool is where I lost that person, it was like all the people that I've been surrounded by all this time, like we supported each other in a way to where I was able to grieve that loss, but I also wasn't lacking in encouragement. My husband really became my biggest mentor during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. where I could walk down the stairs now because we're all at home. Mm -hmm. And just cry on his shoulder and tell him like, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like um, I'm gonna fail the people that I'm serving and that I'm leading. I feel like this, I feel like that. What if I do this wrong? Or what if this, like all these questions that were happening or I feel overwhelmed because my body is going through the biggest change it's ever gone through. And I'm still, I still have to show up. Mm -hmm. And so my husband really, became my biggest mentor um which was just a huge blessing that I can lean on him in that way Mm -hmm. but as far as like if I was to say like this person is my mentor I actually lost that person which is just kind of wild right wow so sorry for your loss in, in regards to that um but to have people step in um at the right time to be a mentor to you, I mean, that that is an encouragement of itself. How did you, um, cause you know, you got young kids. So, you know, kids are always active, they're always on the go. Uh, but I know uh, one of your sons at least was just like going, okay, so when am I gonna go back to school? When am I gonna see my friends? When am I gonna, you know, go outside and play? When am I gonna do my stuff? So how did you as a mom you know, and your husband, how did y'all balance that out with, you know, two active boys that has been so active, but now confined into the four walls of the house going, okay, well, can we go anywhere, mom? Can we do anything? Can I pick up my activities that I've been doing? How did, how did you both work that out? Divide and conquer. <laughs> <laughs> that is like She's a whole lot of prayer. <laughs> yeah. Divide and conquer. So we always are like, together they are like my husband says they're like hitch when um hitch and that other superhero lady would get together it was like their powers were even I can't remember what it was Mm -hmm. whatever it is it's like those two together the force that they have is Mm -hmm. unbelievable but if they're separate they can be themselves they're not tearing anything up they're Mm -hmm. not feeding off of each other's like crazy energy um and so we were like divide and conquer and so we were able to like balance with one there was no way on earth that I could do the things that I needed to do Mm -hmm. um leading the organization and and everything else and do like the the momming of two people and schooling of two people and so my husband and I were like okay divide and conquer you take this one I take that one Mm -hmm. and we really did it based on how they respond to us because they both respond to us differently Um, where my youngest, unfortunately, this was his first experience in elementary. He's a kindergartner. And mm-hmm. so he has this whole different world open up. They're not going to ski or yeah. swim three or four times a week. They're not going to their grandparents' house, you know, three times a week or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, the, and he naturally doesn't respond well to change. 
and oh, wow. driven. He does not respond well to change. It always takes him a long time to kind of like reset. Because he's in a routine. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He's always been in a routine and he's just a very emotional kid. Like he just is. Um, and so I knew like the one thing that he needed constant was me because he is a whole like gigantic mountains boy. Mm -hmm. So pretty much we spent the whole pandemic with him on my neck, like right here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was like, that was the thing because if he was with my husband, he would have been whining for me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanna go upstairs. Why can't I do this with mommy? Why can't I do this? Where my oldest son, he, um, he's actually very independent. Mm -hmm. He's super serious. He's very like, he's a bit moody, but he's not emotional. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's just different, more of an engineer. Like he's more, more of like an engineer's mind. My youngest son is more of like a musician mm-hmm. kind of mind. Um, so more creative and all of that. So um, he was able to sit with my husband, get direction, kind of get redirected when he would get in cut to some kind of moody mode mm-hmm. and he was fine. And then I would take them both and we would have like recess outside and we would go on walks or I would let them like ride their skateboards on their bellies in the driveway or turn like these little tricycles into roller coasters in the front yard, like just super fun stuff nice. where we were able to come together. I was able to take a load off of my husband have the kids have some really great memories we go on rides and everything but mm-hmm. it was definitely like a divine and conquer until I need to take this whole thing off of your plate I can do this mom thing and like keep the memories flowing right um, and, and just create some level of normalcy for the kids Michigan, Eventually, Michigan schools they're, they're resumed yet they resumed having yeah. them Okay. Our kids, they stayed home the first trimester. Okay. Um, they go to a really small public charter. It's mm-hmm. like super tiny, which I really loved um, because of my oldest. He needs a little bit more like personal attention and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we'll do that. My youngest, it was just enough for him to feel social. Um, and so we said, we just want to see how they're going to handle the restrictions and the guidelines for the first trimester and then go from there. They did the most amazing job. Like to this day, I have been fighting for them to get an award because they had absolutely no spread. They had cases, no spread. They handled things amazingly. I remember driving up and just seeing how diligent all of the staff was and just moved to tears because they were just so about their students and like making sure that the students felt at home, at school and safe and they supported them emotionally. That was like their biggest thing through the whole pandemic. Um, So the second trimester through the end of the school year, the boys went back and Mm -hmm. Nicholas just finished first grade and Noah just graduated from kindergarten. So it was a great time. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, we made it. We made it. (laughs) I I give y'all an award. Every parent that had to stay home and, and be a teacher uh, during that year, I, I applaud every single parent that isn't, you know, a teacher teacher that they, they had to adjust their lives and then adjust their work schedules and everything like that. And, uh, every single one of you parents should get like extra money back in taxes. In my opinion, <laughs> I'm just, I am just saying like, that is, that is beyond phenomenal what parents have done and what they adjusted to and how creative parents got in, in many of the, the things that I've seen posted on sh- social media, how parents got really creative of teaching their kids 
it, it's just beyond me. And, you know, TikTok is an amazing thing to just watch what, what parents have done <laughs> with their kids. And it's so hilarious. But talk to us about Tug of Wonder, um, because I, I think I've heard on one of your videos, I believe you talked a little bit about it. I wasn't able to hear everything about it because uh, I try to catch some of your Facebook lives, which I'll ask you in a moment um, about those. And I encourage you to keep doing them because I enjoy them very much. Okay. Um, so talk about that a little bit. So Tug of Wonder, um, it is a new ministry that I'm starting. I, it has, it has been the biggest tug of my heart for probably the last like four years. Um, essentially it all started with a very kind of like memorable experience when my husband's grandfather was passing away. Um, he was a bishop. And I mean, he just was a preacher through and through. Um, and actually on, when he was in the hospital, he was transitioning. I walked in, um, family was around him and I heard him say a scripture from Ecclesiastes three. And it talks about how um, there's a time in the season for everything under the heavens. And it talks through like, there's a time to live, a time to die, or time to be born, a time to die, a time for mourning, a time for dancing, a time for planting, a time for plucking up, like all these dynamic shifts in time and seasons under the heavens, like in the world that we're in. Um, and I will never forget that moment. And I just remember thinking like, what a, like what a thing to leave. And that's the last thing I ever heard him say. And so that night, um, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And when he, when he ended up actually passing away, I felt this big kind of like weight, like mm -hmm. the weight of his legacy kind of like laying on my husband and I's shoulders. It's kind of hard to describe, but I just like felt this like big, he was a larger than life, man. We called him big daddy. And I feel like it's probably because he was larger than life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know how to process that. And so I thought, I'm going to read the scripture. That was the last thing I heard him say. So I read the scripture. And when it gets to the tail end of kind of that section, it's um, Ecclesiastes 3, 10 and 11. It says, um, he makes everything beautiful in his time. And this observer said that he saw a burden that God's placed on the heart of all men, that he set each man's heart for eternity, yet no man can fathom what he's done from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And that just has been kind of a driving force for me for the last like four years, knowing that everything is made beautiful in its time mm -hmm. and that my heart is set, my heart and every heart that's ever walked the earth is set for eternity. We just don't know, we can never fathom what God's done from beginning to end. And so tug of wonder is this idea that our hearts are tugging towards the wonder of God in every day and it's guiding us whether we know it or not mm -hmm. and so through tug of wonder um i'm able like part of the coaching things that i do or consulting things where people will call like i need some spiritual guidance or whatever yeah. it is i'll ask questions to really see like where is god tugging your heart like what is already in there because like you said advice is one thing to advise somebody is to really like assume that what you're saying they're going to be able to implement in their life but they also have to choose that thing mm -hmm. um but to encourage or to coach the way that I coach or consult the way that I consult is to 
have this innate belief that God's already placed it in your heart. Mm -hmm. I'm just helping you to open it up and see it. Yeah. And you get to choose whatever it is that you want to do about it. And so that's where this whole idea of like tugging of wonder is, um, where we're able to intentionally take the time to sit and see it and then let it guide us through. Um, and did, so that, did that, Lauren, encourage you to start? Maybe you did this before then, and I, you know, I'm coming in late uh, on this, but did that encourage you to start doing your Facebook uh, videos and start doing all of those? Because I tell you what, like I said, and maybe I sound repetitive, uh, sorry, not sorry, but some of the topics that you do talk about come on time and I read the comments. I, I, I am a big believer that when somebody is doing something live and they're on video or they are doing Instagram live or Facebook live or Twitter live or whatever it is, I like reading the comments, seeing what people are saying. And every single time, 100% of the time, you're resonating with the people that are watching mm -hmm. of what you're talking about, because it is a relatable topic. It is a, a real topic. It is something that someone, uh, it's, it's, it's a gem that someone needed to hear, uh, to, the missing jewel that they're missing from their crown that needs to be fixed upon their head. You release those in your videos. So how did you get those started? Um, was it through Tug of Wonder, you know, starting that, um, that is near to dear to your heart? And you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to drop a video or two. And then what encouraged you to keep it going? Yeah, that's actually what kind of like got me going because literally Tug of Wonder is like a month old. It is super new. <laughs> but um, that's what really like encouraged me to keep going because I knew this, concept of God like guiding us in our everyday like and if we're looking for his wonders in every day like we're gonna find him like he mm -hmm. said like if you seek me you'll find me like if you search for me with your whole heart like you're guaranteed to find him and so that's just kind of how I approach every day so there's days where I'm like okay I feel like I'm supposed to go I feel like I'm supposed to go live and I'll just go live and let the Lord use me, like whatever. And, I, you, and the cool thing is, you'll use, you'll do the live, and you'll also do like questions. You're like, ask Lauren, you know, and then people will be, you know, asking you all different kinds of questions and everything else. And I'm like, okay, she getting creative with this. This is really cool yeah. what she's doing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's awesome what you're what you're doing with that. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It. It. You know, it's funny because um, I I for years kind of ran from that idea that I'm like called to that kind of part of ministry. Uh, even though I'm in ministry and, you know, that's just who I am. Um, the idea like, oh, I'm starting this ministry or oh, I'm doing this. Like I ran from that. Mm -hmm. But once I realized that like God called me as myself that he created me to, to whatever space that he puts me in and that the people that he's called me to, like they're there too. Yeah. Um, it took a lot of the pressure off, but he definitely use some pretty extreme measures to let me know that it was time to go, go ahead and get going with it. Mm -hmm. So we actually just had our first meetup, like under the tug of wonder name. Um, I've been doing meetups for two years and they were all about like basically letting everybody know that they've already been marked with the significance. Um, when we talk about purpose or we talk about, you know, 
who am I? What's my purpose? What's my calling? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that we were all created with one purpose, but our assignments differ. And so knowing that we were created with one purpose, we were created by one being who saw us fit and good and called us great um, from the very beginning, like really does one boost our self-esteem, but I think it takes a lot of the pressure off of trying to figure it out. And so for two years, we did these meetups every week where it was all about like meeting God in this place, meeting each other, supporting each other. And so the last meetup that we did is the first one that I've done. And now under tug of wonder, um, was about how do we develop intimacy? And so it was very much, very much different in shifting my approach. Um, but it was so good. It was so good. And just like you said, like hearing from people, like this is exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. right now. And it was relatable to what I'm dealing with right now. And just kind of being able to leave them with some questions to go do the rest of the work. So that's so good. That that is, gosh, that is, that's so good because of the fact that, you know, the the world is opening up and people are able to meet and uh, to hug one another and to talk to each other in person and to have a latte, have a dinner, have a barbecue, but to get together with the people that have encouraged you during uh, the times before the pandemic, through the pandemic, and then now post pandemic. Uh, and they stayed in your corner and in your circle during that the whole time of difficulty and to see them um, under you know, the tug of wonder and bro, like you said, just that whole group of people and, and something special like that, you know, taking off, uh, that it, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, before I let you go, last question to you. Now, I ask this with almost every guest that I've had on here. And I love what you wrote. And so hopefully that you could uh, share a little bit of this to, you know, learning of what you learned from the pandemic. Because we've all have lessons that we take away from different situations in our lives what is the big aha moments? What is something that we learned for ourselves? Uh, <laughs> and what I wanna know from you, two-parter, is this. What you learned about yourself, Lauren Singleton, the wife, yeah. the mother, the encourager, um, the businesswoman, you wear so many hats, went through a difficult year, but we're still here in 2021. What is it that you learned about yourself in 2020 that you can encourage others um, through what you went through and then what is your hope that we're halfway through, we're almost halfway through 2021. What is your hope for the rest of this year? Mm, that's so good. I'm like, let me read what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much. I learned so much. Um, so if I was able to just kind of boil it down to one simple lesson mm-hmm. is that love never fails. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that is what I learned. I learned what I learned what happens to us when we're put under pressure. Um, I always think about like if you this is so gross, but if you squeeze a sausage, you're gonna see what is on the inside of the casing. It's kind of the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. You but are pressure. If it's real meats or suspect meats, it's something that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of, I don't know, have you had, is it boudin? Is that how you say it in Texas? Boudin? I, boudin. I haven't had it. 
I've not had it, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So the only time that I've been in Texas, I'll never forget. We, everybody was like, you got to try the boudin. You got to try the boudin. So we had this boudin. It was essentially a sausage casing with like a meal inside. And, and I always think about boudin when I think about like finding out what's on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. It's like busting open some boudin and seeing what what its contents are Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what I learned and what I learned about myself and I was so thankful because I wouldn't say that this was always me I learned that under pressure my default is love um Mm. and and it to me right now like as the church kid who grew up and like went through so many different kind of phases and like my spiritual walk or even how I uh, approach people or see people or love people or don't love people like I don't even know who I am saying that but that was one thing that I learned is like what what do I do or like what's my default under pressure um and that being that my default is to love others um which just has been the most amazing journey um trying to find ways to like be a resource to support to show that you care like mm-hmm. at a time when we were disconnected that that was the default um another thing that I learned again love never fails like love is so multifaceted when I think of love I think of not just like this kind of like super touchy feely happy go lucky always feels amazing always harm harmonious type of thing but like true like mm-hmm. true and honest and patient and good but like honest um and honest but wanting the best I always think about like love and care like care and tenderness um when I talk about like my mentor that I lost last year like that was really hard for me um and knowing like knowing that like people that you love and care for like are not who you thought they were or that something happened like something happened and under pressure, certain things came out and knowing like, okay, I'd love to change this or I'd love to change that, but trusting that like God loves it more than I do. Mm-hmm. And just trusting that they're safe in his arms too. And although things may get wild in the middle, he's already determined the beginning from the end. And so that love, like never failing, yeah. um, shifting priorities and shifting, you know, kind of connections, but never shifting love. Um, that's, that's probably good. the biggest that's good. thing I learned in the last year. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, even when I look at, you know, when we talk about like social unrest or the political, like huge di- division that happened or unearthed in our country. Like, um, when I think about how we can, how we can get past that. I feel like when we've called for unity, it's actually been a call for uniformity. And that was never God's design for us. It was never for us to be uniform with one another, but in unity with one another. And it's like, how can we love each other as we are, call each other higher? Like love does correct. Love is honest and true. Um, So definitely calling things out that are not right. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if you follow me, you'll definitely see that. But like, um, but how can we love, how can we love better? Like, what does that look like? Um, that's been the biggest thing. So for me, loving my family better was me valuing 
them over even myself in certain ways, like being sacrificial in love, but also receiving sacrificial love too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then figuring out ways to love other people near and far, whether in person or not. And that's the big thing is to love and not have that love with conditions. You know what I mean? Like real authentic, the way that God sees us through his eyes with love of all the faults that we've done, of all the things that we shouldn't have said, of all the mistakes that we've made, everything. We need to have that kind of non-judgmental, non-spiteful, real authentic love. We need to practice that love walk. That is so, 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 so true. Um, What's your hope for 2021? My hope is that I get to touch more people. (laughs) I love people. I miss hugs. I miss hugs too. Yes. Miss hugs. I want to touch more people. I want to serve more people. My hope is that we don't um, return to the things that 2020 was supposed to like rid our lives of. Mm -hmm. Um, like my hope is that definitely that we don't return back to the things that were never meant for us in the first place Um, and then I can touch more people I miss people I'm so happy to be out with people Um, yeah that's my biggest hope and it's something that I don't take for granted I don't know about you but I do not take like going into a store going into a mall um, going to a, a, a restaurant, all that is like, the, it's a whole different mental, as you were talking about shifting, it's a whole different mental shifting of gratitude for me. Yeah. Because now just like I'm walking in and I'm getting ready to order my favorite meal, but it's just like, I'm looking around at the place differently. And, um, you know, the table is just not it's just an ordinary table, the server and all that, like, this is a whole ambiance of gratitude. That's yeah. what I have. I don't, I don't know what you have when you, you go out and all of it. Yeah. All of it. I was just at a music festival last week. They were um, some friends, actually, this organization, Grandstand Music Festival. Great they, shirt, by the way. I saw you uh, post your pictures up. They're so great. Um, so the, the founder of this organization invited me to come and speak um, in the middle of this music set because they bring aware, awareness to different causes and things that help mm-hmm. either prevent or um, prevent or stop human trafficking. And with relationship education or sexual health education, that's something that actually does prevent human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some instances, stop it. And so um, we were at this music festival. It was the whole city came out. It was amazing. And it took everything in me not to cry because the joy that was just like, multiplying from person to person to be able to just like feel the warmth of another person yeah (laughs) like see their whole face was it was overwhelming so great that's so beautiful that's awesome how can people stay connected with you my dear they can follow me on instagram i'm probably most active there um it's at only one lauren it's o-n-l-y-o-n-e-l-h-a-u-r-e-n um, or friend me on Facebook, Lauren Singleton. It's L-H-A-U-R-E-N, last name Singleton, S-I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N. Um, it's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. And can I just make a request too, that within this year or next year, that I hopefully will see a book come out of you, because I have a feeling that everything that you shared today and throughout your journey, throughout your, your process, 
is going to help someone and the foundation that you started tug of wonder, hopefully will tug upon your heart to start writing. Because I, I just think that what you are saying and how you connect with people uh, needs to be in a book. Hint, okay. hint. Again, tugging wonder. You're the third person to say that to me in the last. <laughs> well, there it is. So, there okay. it is. <laughs> so yeah, I will have her back on here because she's going to talk about her book in the future. And, and hopefully I'm not, you know, people that she wants to, you know, give a shout out to. So hopefully I'm on that page oh, you're getting on the page yes. it's done it's a done deal yes <laughs> lauren it was an honor and a privilege talking to you today thank you so much for coming on the heard that podcast thank you for having me it was so much fun thank you everybody for watching and those that are listening make sure you subscribe make sure you follow my friend lauren she's absolutely amazing and as i always 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 end the show take care stay safe peace y'all Everything she says is truth. If you don't know, now you know. All you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that. Look, all you ever gotta say is, Heard that, heard that. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support. If you don't know, now you know all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that, heard that Look all you ever gotta say is Heard that, heard that, heard that